Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Falcoholic podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, here to bring you the next in our exciting series of content, which is going to be live training camp recaps of the day's practices and events. We're going to be doing these Uh, for the first week of training camp as I am on site for the practices themselves. I will hopefully be able to record some of these from Flowery Branch, but uh, we'll have these coming out every day over the first week of training camp and then also coming over the remainder of the off-season. So uh, we hope you enjoy these new live recap shows uh, and we're going to get them out in podcast format as quickly as we can for folks who prefer this format to enjoy, enjoy them as well. So thank you guys. For all that you do, be, be sure to also check out the Falcoholic Live live on YouTube, uh, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesdays. And also these are going to be live immediately following training camp practices over the next week. So thank you guys very much for listening. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another Falcons training camp recap here on the Falcoholic Live. I am your host, Kevin Knight, joined by my co-host and fellow training camp compatriot, Adnan Ikic, at Say Which Way. Adnan, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. We uh, had a great morning covering training camp. You know, went through Brave the Hot Georgia Sun, but, you know, it was, uh, it was a fun time overall, and most importantly, uh, no injuries. So that's that's the best part of today. Yeah, yeah, that obviously any day you get through a practice without injuries is a good day uh, at this point. So very happy about that. Uh, happy to get to meet Adon actually for the first time in person. So that was fun. Um, it was also nice to to meet uh, some of the fans. Uh, we got to talk to some of you guys while we were there. Uh, a lot of fun to see some of you guys in person. And then uh, shout out to uh, Big Low Country Sports as well, uh, who we met up with and uh, were able to, you know, chop it up a little bit uh, during practice. So a lot of fun, uh, great energy down there at training camp. And it was a fun one to cover. Um, a little hot, <laughs> a lot humid. Uh, so, you know, it, it took... It's a little adjustment for me, you know, coming down from New York. So, uh, you know, tomorrow I should be good to go. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a very exciting practice. We saw a lot of stuff. What do you want to start off with, Adon? Because you were there as well. So, uh, well, let's let's not bury the lead here. Let's <laughs> let's start with Kyle Pitts. You yeah. know, that's that's what the people want. That's who's generating the most buzz and the most hype in the off season, deservedly so. Uh, when any time. You're the highest drafted player at your position in NFL history. There's going to be some expectations, and uh, today he lived up up to them. Today, at least, and you know he definitely looked the part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that route he put on Duran Harmon was dirty, man. I mean, Harmon was not even expecting that. I mean, I I've never seen a tight end, to be completely honest, uh, pull off 
that sort of route before. Uh, like it, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, it, it looked like uh, something that Calvin Ridley would run. I mean, if I'm being honest, like it, Deron Harmon just fell over uh, and, and Harmon played it aggressively. I think he played the route correctly, but it was just like, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't make the cut. And um, I just was so impressed by that move. Um, and he, that wasn't the only impressive thing that Kyle Pitts did. I wish I could have videoed it for you guys. Cause it was, it was nasty. Um, there was unfortunately no recording allowed uh, at the time, so that that is not an option. But um, just so impressive, um, and that wasn't even all of it. I mean, he had a lot of other good plays as well. So yeah, uh, and I I will say one thing that uh, I'm sure will be music to everyone's ears that you know we kind of expected, but Kyle Pitts was getting lined up all over the place today. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted it out. There was one sequence where. On one play, he was lined up out wide, completely to the right. Very next play, he was lined up in the slot to the left. So Arthur Smith isn't going to treat him like a traditional tight end. Uh, you know, he's a lot smarter than that. He, uh, Kyle Pitts is going to see the majority of his looks out wide or in the slot, basically in, in that wide receiver position because he has the talent for it. And, you know, Arthur Smith is going to, uh, he's going to move him around to play the mismatches uh, as much as he can, and Smith will scheme out some of those mismatches the way we saw Kyle Shanahan do so years ago. And, you, you know, it's going to be... I I wouldn't say it's going to be like this immediately, probably in year one, but think Jimmy Graham with the Saints. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back in, in his heyday when he and Drew Brees were just combining for you know ridiculous amounts of yardage and touchdowns back when Graham was arguably the best tight end in the NFL uh, I'm looking at something like that for Kyle Pitts and maybe with a ceiling a career ceiling of even higher than that which would be fantastic yeah yeah I mean I agree um this this guy is the limit for Pitts I think he really is sort of a unicorn player I mean you can tell why the Falcons valued someone like that because he he rewrites the rules for the position you know and I we've tried to kind of tamp the brakes a little bit it's hard to tamp the brakes when you're seeing stuff like that um against a, a good veteran safety in Daron Harmon he's not a guy who gets picked on coverage regularly I mean this is not some slouch out there um so it, it's just it's very exciting obviously uh the whole crowd like pretty much erupted uh when they saw that route um and i just i don't know what kyle pitts is going to be this year um you know i think he's going to be a, a a high volume target in this offense definitely one of the top three options at worst but um you know it, the sky is the limit we don't know what what the the ceiling is for kyle pitts i don't know if there is one you know the it, it could be anything uh, that the range of outcomes for him is so crazy uh, that it's, it's really exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. and like you said, like I'm doing everything I can, I'm, you know, giving it my best effort to kind of, you know, check some of those expectations for a rookie tight end. But like you said, if he continues doing this, if he continues putting on performances like what we've saw today throughout the rest of training camp and in preseason, it's, it's going to be completely out of my hands at that point. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. Look, yeah, we're just reporting what happens. Okay, if you guys want to run with it, that's on you. You know, so <laughs> yeah, like that hype train is going to take off, and it's going to be, it's going to be Clyde Edwards Elair in the first round of fantasy drafts, <laughs> like type of hype last year. I'm not saying he's going to go in the first round of fantasy drafts, but like it, it, it's 
expectations will be through the roof yeah. if he continues doing doing what we saw yeah and it's it's crazy because i think expectations were already sky high so i mean it's it's at a certain point you know you think that maybe that they can't go any higher but apparently not so <laughs> it's just gonna keep going up um but just a lot of fun to watch him out there um and you i mean it's exactly as advertised i mean he's he's gigantic he's a ridiculous athlete and look he got i mean i think he got the most targets of anybody during the 11 11s i mean he just constantly got targets from ryan um because i mean why wouldn't you throw i mean i'm sure they want to get in practice but it's like why wouldn't you throw it to him you know it's just you know this early uh the defense has a big advantage and we're going to talk about that you know the defense certainly did equip themselves well today but um you know when you when you're learning a new playbook and you're you're going up uh, you know <laughs> for the first couple 11 on 11 drills you know just chuck it up to kyle pitts and make magic happen so yeah, uh, this is huge for his confidence not not saying that he's not a confident guy coming in and but you know it's definitely different going from college and you know transitioning into the nfl to where if kyle pitts like he's doing this against veterans uh against you know guys who have been in the nfl for years and years like a duran Harmon. He's going to go out there, you know, full, like full of confidence right yeah. now going into the regular season. So it's definitely a very, very positive thing to see. And, you know, you definitely, it, it's a really good thing that we're not only talking about, but that we're leading the show off with how good <laughs> Kyle Pitts looked. Yeah. Because it would, it would probably be, it would be a problem if we took him, you know, at number four, the way we took him. And for us to not even mention his name except for, oh, we're not mentioning Kyle Pitts enough because he's not uh, he, he's not making enough plays. So right. it's a good thing that he's making plays on the field right now. Yeah, yeah, just a, a really impressive, you know, we hadn't heard a ton about Kyle Pitts the first two days, um, you know, and I'm I, not going to read en- anything into that, but, I mean, they, he put on a show for the fans today. I mean, people were were really excited about it um and that's just it's a lot of fun to talk about and uh obviously a positive development for the falcons as a whole um yeah let's let's go to the opposite side let's talk about the defense a little bit um because the defense as a whole i think was very impressed today um you know i i noticed uh they did they uh the practice structure is different and i'll let adnan talk about that a little bit later in the show because he he did uh notice that um, but they did, you know, individual warmups and then they went straight into 11 on 11. Um, and just, uh, that, that early session, the defense appeared to win it, uh, and they made the offense run <laughs> the defense, you know, didn't have to run. So that was nice for the defense. Um, but you know, we saw three interceptions during practice today. Uh, I think it was, uh, Deion Jones, uh, Michael Walker. So two interceptions by the linebackers and then, uh, former undrafted free agent Chris Williamson uh, off a tipped pass, also not a notched a yeah. pick, and and uh, Michael Walker's was on a one-on-one drill, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a pass by Felipe Franks. Uh, Walker undercut it and just beautifully got one arm onto it, right into the other arm, and it probably would have been a pick six the way it looked. Yeah, uh, Deion Jones, that was Matt Ryan. That was a coverage interception if I've mm-hmm. ever seen it. Yeah. Because Matt Ryan was just looking through his reads, had nobody. Uh, I'm sure he had that like internal clock, so he, he ran up into the pocket, kind of threw on the run a little bit, tried to throw it over the middle. Deion Jones was waiting right there, tipped it up to himself uh, and completed the pick and just took it the other way. And uh, Williamson, that was 
kind of a, a poor pass. Uh, yeah. I didn't see whose hands it went off of, uh, but it, you know, it hit. I think it was one of the running backs in both hands. Uh, complete drop and went right, fell right into his lap. So, you know, good for him for being instinctive and for f- completing that tip drill. But definitely Walker and Jones. You know, th- those were those were interceptions created by them. Yeah, yeah, those were very quality interceptions. Um, and we saw a bunch of pra- uh, pass breakups too. I mean, they were, defense was getting their hands on the ball. You can tell that's a point of emphasis in this defense is to go out there, be aggressive, create turnovers. I mean, they were blitzing constantly in practice, you know, and <laughs> sometimes you'll see, you know, DCs go a little easy on the offense early in camp because the defense does have an advantage, especially when you're installing a new offense and, and they were relentless. Uh, we saw guys, you know, coming from all angles. We saw people lining up all over the place. I'm sure we're going to talk about that as well. But, um, you know, I think Isaiah Oliver had a pass breakup. Uh, we he had, had two. Yeah, he had, he had two. two. Uh, Isaiah Oliver had two. And I, I'll uh, give it to Isaiah Oliver. Uh, he got completely juked out of his shoes against the Lamade Zacchaeus <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. in in one on one drills. Yeah, it was uh, open it was, field tackling drill, I think. Yeah, yeah, an open field tackling, drill, which you know, in <laughs> fairness, the the offensive player will always have the advantage yeah, in that. Yeah. And you know, for the most part, the the ball, the players with the ball in their hands, they did win those drills uh, more so more so than the defensive players and Oliver did completely get juked out, but then he recovered very well later on. Mm-hmm. He had a, a nice pr- pass breakup over the middle and an even more impressive pass breakup. A few plays later, it was on a pass uh, to the shallow flat intended for Kyle Pitts and Oliver went full body dive and, you know, broke it up. Didn't let Pitts get the ball. So, you know, great recovery by Isaiah Oliver. And it, it was nice to see him, kind of standing out in, in coverage a little bit yeah yeah and i know like we got like he got beat early like in one-on-ones and then people were like oh he's trash and then he had a really really strong finish to practice so don't be concerned about isaiah Oliver. he's fine um you know he 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 rebounded well and it's practice guys like the people are gonna get beat especially in one-on-ones so don't look too much into individual guys losing one-on-one reps um you know if it's a consistent thing throughout all of camp i think it you know maybe makes more sense but it's a little early to be concerned about anybody at this point um yeah other guys that got uh pbus according to my notes uh steven means got his hands on one so yeah that's always fun to see the, the defensive lineman get those hands up bat passes down um I think uh, Kendall Sheffield did as well, and then um, over the middle on a pass intended for Pitts, and yep, then yep. Uh, Pitts got a little bit of get back a few plays later when he <laughs> caught caught a pass down the sideline, just turned right into Sheffield and just lowered the shoulder immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Darren Hall too uh, was one on one with Kyle Pitts in coverage, and he was able to jar the ball out uh on that as well so that was very impressive and aj terrell had one against russell gage Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you know just wonderful technique and uh, a great instinctive job by him just using the sideline as an extra defender kind of shadowed gage and you know he stewarded him right toward the sideline and then he he just went in aggressively and got his hands on the ball right as it was getting right as it was it was getting there. And you know, Russell Gage had a couple of uh of drops today, which wasn't wasn't too promising to see. <laughs> One was on uh on a red zone drill and it was funny to see and you, you can tell there is a clear, very clear wide receiver hierarchy because yeah. for much of the practice while 
the rest of the wide receivers were doing their own drills. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage it were those two. with the yeah. quarterback. And it was just those two yep. working on, on some red zone passes. So it's clear that Gage and Ridley are the one and two. There's yeah. no competition for the wide receiver two, at least not yet. Right. It, it, it's it's very, very established that Gage will be the wide receiver two. And then it's every other wide receiver is fighting for the other spots. And I'd say Zacchaeus right now probably yeah, has a yeah, slight yeah. edge. For that so slot too. role, yeah, for three wide receiver sets, but uh, yeah, definitely he he had a, a drop in that drill and then a drop in one of those eleven on eleven drills. So mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things where uh, you know it's it's probably it's probably a bit of rust. It's still early on in training camp. Frank Darby also had an unpromising drop, but you know it, it's it's not something to look too too hard into. But it's definitely telling that. Uh, Ridley and Gage are just off to the side by themselves with the quarterbacks working working in the red zone. They're they're head and shoulders ahead of everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and it did definitely seem like Zacchaeus uh, was was like pretty much always the third man up, and he was very impressive today. Um, the rest of it seems pretty wide open. You know, I, I know yesterday, um, Tory McElhaney from the Athletic was very impressed with with Chris, Christian Blake, um, and he was definitely in the mix still today. Uh, who really stood out to me, honestly, was uh, undrafted wide receiver Austin Trammell. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard to distinguish yourself when you're, you know, 5'8 uh, <laughs> wide receiver, but um, he was actually getting return work today. Um, he was not previously in camp. Uh, and you can see why, uh, you know, not a burner necessarily, but his elusiveness, you could tell, he, you could, you could see why he gets, uh, you know, Wes Welker, Edelman comps, you know, he models his game after Wes Welker is what he said in an interview, um, because he's, he's extremely shifty. Um, he, he's very explosive. And again, he doesn't have burner speed, but, um, was cr- consistently creating separation and he got first team reps and first team looks uh you know he caught some passes from matt ryan looked impressive uh he was another guy in that open field tackling drill that uh juked somebody out of their shoes uh so very impressive guy that stood out to me uh was was there anybody else on offense that that stood out to you uh don uh well we talked about pits um <laughs> pits did stand uh, out yeah. yeah yeah he he very much stood out i liked what i saw the entire unit as a whole uh, I tweeted that out. It seemed like every single running back, at least one standout play that kind of, you know, drew the attention of of everyone in attendance. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis had um, Mike Davis had that touchdown down the sideline, and then he had another fantastic spin move uh, later on when there was there there was actually absolutely like nothing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, continue awesome. with what you were saying on not about the running awesome. backs. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for letting us know. By the way, mm-hmm. about yeah, the yeah. Uh, so we didn't just but... talk for like five minutes without <laughs> anybody hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quadri Allison, he got a little bit of work with the first team. He looks to be the second string running back at the moment. He had a great play where he completely reversed field uh, uh, after after there was nothing in front of him. He just went back the other way and got a good bit of yardage from that. Javion Hawkins had a yeah. touchdown and a very elusive, very shifty move, and then he just outran the oh, defense. Dude, he, he, that's the speed yeah. on display right there. Yeah. That was Hawkins impressive. is definitely—he's not your run-of-the-mill undrafted free agent. 
Like this is someone who should have been drafted by somebody. Yeah. Uh, he's someone who was very, very impressive in college. And, you know, I, I definitely think he's going to stick on the roster. And I think he could it, – it, it's wide open for him to even move up the depth chart, even up to a running back too eventually. I'm not saying it's going to happen right away. But he seems like uh, one of those great, like, change of pace, lightning type running backs that yeah. can really kind of, you know, maybe catch a defense, uh, you know, on its toes and catch it off guard. Um, then you had Cordero Patterson. He had a couple of nice runs as well. Uh, Patterson, you know, he, he got a little bit of work uh, in at wide receiver here and there, but mostly, mostly as a running back, I think Patterson will mostly be a running back especially with maybe especially with the signing of Jamal Moore and Jamal Moore like he visibly looks a lot bigger than yeah. everyone else uh he didn't do anything really to stand out today right. but it, it was he is that big bodied wide receiver and and you can tell you can tell the difference in physical stature between him and, and the rest of the wide receiver <laughs> core yeah yeah him and uh Tajay Sharp were pretty clearly the biggest wide receivers out there you know Cordero Patterson doesn't really work with the receivers and drills so you know you, you don't see him he'd, he'd be up there for sure but uh yeah it's uh this is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hidden. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I did like, you know, briefly what we saw from Jamon Moore. Obviously, he hasn't had a chance to really do much. I mean, he probably stayed up all night trying to, you know, get as much of the playbook down as he could. I know he was out early working with uh, McCarron, um, you know, getting just getting a little bit of familiarity with the, the quarterbacks. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I like that signing. Um, I I think that the wide receiver group is going to be okay. I know people are worried about the the depth there, but I think they they do have a very interesting group of receivers there. And I, I at running back, like Adnan was saying, I mean, JV and Hawkins um, didn't get a ton of work with the first team, but that uh, touchdown he had, I mean, he he dusted everybody, and and that's that's what he brings is that elite home run speed. Um, you know, he didn't break away on any of his other carries. He, some, they were fine carries. I mean, I'm sure they would have been, you know, decent gains, but that one was super impressive. And then um, Quadri Olson had a really impressive run too, just a nice wide zone run um, that he got to the outside and took it up the sideline. Probably would have been about a 20-yard gain. Um, you know, there's no actual tackling and contact at this point, so it's hard to say, you know, exactly what it would have been. But um, just an impressive group. And, um, you know, Cordell Patterson took some carries too, looked fine. Um, obviously Mike Davis, I think was, was impressive. He's, he's what you expect. Um, 
you know, he, he runs very confidently. He caught some passes, uh, looked great. He had some, some very nice passes, some nice run after the catch. Um, you know, so I think the running back group and the wide receiver group are both going to be fine. Um, you know, the Falcons probably aren't going to be league, like the league's best wide receiver core anymore with that Julio Jones, but, um, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think they're going to be hurting for weapons. I know we had a, a question from Ray Moon about Frank Darby. And, you know, I, I guess I would say Frank Darby was, was a little disappointing today. Um, he did have some drops, just didn't really stand out. That's not a massive concern. It's only the third day of training camp. He is a rookie, so I wouldn't necessarily draw any sort of conclusions from that. But, yeah, I would say he was one of the more, uh, you know, disappointing receivers today. Um and, you know, when when guys stand out, other guys are going to kind of naturally fade. You know, like I think Trammell had or Trammell, whatever his name is. Um, I think he had the strongest day of, of the sort of best of the rest receivers. You know, Zacchaeus, I feel like, is this kind of firmly in that higher tier of guys that it's like, yeah, you're, you're making the roster. You're, you're one of the, uh, you know, starters, essentially. But, uh, yeah, did you get a chance to, to see Trammell at all? Uh, no, what did you think of his day? Uh, I didn't really get uh, too much of a chance, to be honest. I can't really speak on it. Um, but, yeah, definitely overall the offense. The defense did get the better of the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a surprise. This happens every single year. And it yeah. happened even back when the offense was uh, absolutely elite and the defense was nowhere near it. Right. Because early on in, in training camp, especially this year, the offense is still trying to work out, you know, some new stuff. Uh, maybe they're trying some stuff. The defense, it's a lot easier on defense because the plays are a lot simpler on defense. And, you know, the defense has a new defensive coordinator in as well, and they're implementing a new playbook. But it's not Dean Pease's calls and defensive plays work out, you know, some new stuff. Uh, maybe they're trying some stuff. The defense it's a lot easier on defense because the plays are a lot simpler on defense and you know the defense has a new defensive coordinator in as well and they're implementing a new playbook but it's not Dean Pease's calls and defensive plays aren't going to be nearly as complex as Arthur Smith's so we're not really seeing as much you know as much of that you know complex intricate stuff that we're probably going to see in the regular season just yet so the defense will will always have the advantage early on and you know that was the case today and um you know definitely arthur smith is also instilling some discipline too i remember now maybe the funniest part of of the day was uh when the entire offense jumped offside and he had the entire offensive unit uh take a lap around Mm -hmm. uh marlon davidson i saw him taking a a couple laps here and there uh due to some penalties so you know it's 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 gonna be it's that type of atmosphere and i I don't think the players minded at all no no it's certainly different than it has been in the past um the music was quieter i know a lot of fans pointed that out um wasn't as big of a of a thing as it was under dan quinn um and there was a lot more 11 on 11, which you pointed out. Um, you know, we, we saw many 11 on 11 sessions. We saw an early one. We saw some like some in the middle of practice. Then we had more of like a seven on seven period. And then they had, you know, 11 yeah. on 11, of course, to close out as well. Yeah, it's uh, it was three 11 on 11s today. And that's I tweeted that out. That's a difference from what we saw in years past, because with Dan Quinn, there was 
you know, there was individual drills, maybe a little bit of seven on seven, but there was always only one 11 on 11 drill. And that was always at the very end of practice. And, you know, they did, uh, they did pull, they would put up the scoreboard with Dan Quinn to show like, you know, offense versus defense, who's like winning the day. Um, but definitely a lot more 11 on 11 uh, this year that I've seen. It's it was more today than I've ever seen before on in any one individual training camp day, uh, and that's in years and years of me going to these training camp practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, um, I, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, obviously, you know, I think 11-11 is a lot of fun to watch for fans. It's very easy to digest, very easy to see. You know, some of the drills is more like granular stuff like, oh, yeah, you know, let me look at this guy's technique or whatever. But um, it's fun to watch. I think the players prefer it too, honestly. Um, I think, uh, you know, 11-11 is, is helpful and fun for them, you know, to actually get you know, that sort of game situation. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of that approach, if, if that's the approach going forward as well. Um yeah, uh, let's. Uh, I don't know if there's anything specifically else you wanted to mention, Anon. I, I know we have some questions in the chat as well. Um, before we get, yeah, give me one second to just read this off real quick. Um, we had a, a donation from uh, Corey Carter. Thank you, brother. We do appreciate you with the five dollars. Um, he wanted our best 2021 stat projection for Pitts. Uh, Corey is predicting 65 catches, 800 yards, and between 10 and 12 touchdowns. So it's pretty fair. It's about. 12-ish yards per catch so that that's pretty good what do you what do you think on on for kyle pitts after this practice you know what are is it you know 1200 well, plus or what's well you, you know 2000 <laughs> receiving yards seems in the realm of possibility the way we've been hyping up kyle no but uh remember first these stat projections are uh we're gonna have to transition toward that mentality of remember there's 17 games yeah. and not yeah. 16 games so i I don't know. I don't want to say that he'll because again, I'm trying to keep expectations in check at least for now. Right. So I don't want to say he'll get a thousand yards. Like you know, even Travis Kelsey didn't get a thousand yards until his his third real season in the NFL. Um, I'll go with I'll go with 830 yards and nine touchdowns and I, I think even that's generous for a rookie tight end but you know Kyle Pitts is going to be lined up all around and I think he'll definitely be featured and he'll be a weapon in the red zone but you know you still have Calvin Ridley on the team who definitely has a massive nose for the end zone yeah yeah as sure. we've seen you know the past couple of years he definitely has the route running the instincts down in that red area and I'm definitely sure that um Arthur Smith will will want to pound the rock a little bit with that zone blocking scheme in the red zone. You don't have Derrick Henry anymore, but you know we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see some runs. So I don't think that I don't think the Pitts will have this absurd amount of touchdowns. I'd love to be wrong about that, but I don't think he'll have like 15 touchdowns um, or anything like that. But he'll he'll have a healthy amount. So you know I'll go with 8:30 and nine. Yeah. Uh, as of day three yeah. of training camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of penciling him in for like 70, 75 catches, you know, 900 yards, nine touchdowns, something like that. Um, so in, this, in the same ballpark, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that's very possible. You know, you have to take this, the 17th game into account. That is going to add a little bit more. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, and, and for for the record, we would love to both be wrong. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, just you can have more. Like, to go out okay. there and have yeah. 1,300 yards <laughs> and just like 15 touchdowns. That would be fantastic. Like, I, I would love that. But you know, I I just don't want to set unrealistic expectations right. I think that Kyle Pitts has incredible potential. I think he has Hall of Fame potential. Yeah. Like legit and you know, I know that sounds kind of ridiculous for someone who's never even played an NFL <laughs> snap. Uh but definitely, you know, it's it's still year one, remember, and it's it's not fair to him to set those kinds of to to put that kind of burden on his shoulders that yeah. oh he has to like go out there and have you know these (laughs) this ridiculous season now just to live up to expectations so (laughs) but yeah i mean i i think uh i'm excited obviously excited about kyle pitts but yeah um also guys if you're enjoying the show please do like and subscribe uh you get notifications when we go live that sort of thing and those likes definitely help the channel grow on youtube those metrics help us out so thanks for that uh if you're interested in, in donating the link to that is in the show description and check out the Patreon page as well if you want to unlock some exclusive perks and support the show on a monthly basis. The link to that is patreon.com slash falcoholiclive. Um, yes, so Adnan, any other players uh, or anything else you want to touch on before we answer a few questions? Um, I think we hit on all of them. I, I'm very excited about AJ Terrell. I yeah, know we yeah. mentioned him a little bit. Uh, AJ Terrell, I think, is going to have a, a breakout standout season this year. He was very good as a rookie, uh, you know, very highly graded by PFF for most of the season up until the very end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think he's someone we're not really talking about uh, as much anymore because Kyle Pitts is, you know, stealing all of the limelight. But don't forget, Terrell was a first rounder last year. Uh, and, you know, good rookie season and I, I think he is definitely on his way to becoming a shutdown corner in the NFL he has all of the tools you know he has the instincts for it uh, and you know I think he's going to be a fantastic parting gift from uh, from Dan Quinn uh, as Dan Quinn's last ever first round draft for the, the Falcons so yeah. you know I, I'm incredibly excited to see AJ Terrell this season uh, you know he was lined up uh, out there as the cornerback one. He's going to be the cornerback one. Mm-hmm. Fabian Moreau yeah. was the cornerback two, by yep. the way. Moreau, yes. I think, will, will is the favor for that just because he's he's a veteran. Uh, he was very solid for Washington last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he would have been – I think he was graded higher than every member of the Falcons secondary except for uh, maybe Keanu Neal, I want to say, uh, by PFF. Um, so, you know – uh, I think we'll we'll have we'll have a, a a pretty a pretty good stable of cornerbacks. Uh, and by the way, for everyone asking about offensive line, uh, it, <laughs> really it hard was, to tell. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's really impossible to tell just because they don't have pads on, and you know, the pass rushers are like rushing, but you can't they can't really like there's yeah. not much contact going on. And they don't stop the play, you know, if they were to get there. So it's. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so so it's like we can't we can't speak on on the offensive line right now, and you know the O line when they were doing drills, uh, it wasn't really like any one on one drills against right. any pass rushers. Yeah. It was just like centers snapping the ball. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was. I. They were doing pass rushing drills, but it was on the the far field, and it was on the far end of the far field. So basically impossible for us to see from the hill. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I mean, it looked like, as far as I could tell, it was Josh Andrews still at left guard, Jalen Mayfield still at right tackle. I mean, I, they didn't look, like, alarming or anything like that based on what we saw. Like, it wasn't like Matt Ryman had guys in his face immediately. You know, he just had – you didn't have just pass rushers standing back there in the backfield waiting for him. But, um, you know, it, I wouldn't say anything stood out about it, and it was, it was pretty hard to evaluate. So we're probably going to have to wait, you know, until Tuesday, I think, is the first padded practice to really get a better idea. And then, honestly – the best time to evaluate the O-line is really in, in preseason and in those joint practices. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but, uh, you know, so far, nothing terribly alarming other than what we already know, which is, you know, yeah, it, we don't have, with, you know, <laughs> two tackles are down apparently. And, you know, uh, James, with Josh the Andrews, offensive yeah. line, uh, we're not really going to know anything about the offensive line until the first preseason game. Yeah. Like, it, that's, that's how it normally is, unless they're just a, a massive disaster. Right. There's just there's just not enough you know going on right now to properly evaluate the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna get to a couple questions before we sign off here, guys. So I know we had um, from Mike W uh, wanting to know about Tajay Sharp. Uh, yeah, I mean Sharp did have a nice catch. Um, he picked up a ball that was almost hitting the ground. It was a very low pass. Uh, was able to pick that up and get some positive yardage out of it. Uh, obviously, he has great size. Um, you know, he, he's there with Jamon Moore, um, one of the two guys that really offers size in the wide receiver core. So, um, you know, I thought he didn't necessarily have a big day and didn't stand out in a major way, but, um, when he got targets, you know, he caught him and, and, um, he had that one nice kind of recovery on a low throw. Um, so that, that was nice. Um, and then from Jack Savage and from Vlad Tepe's, uh, wanting to know about Richie Grant. Uh, yeah, Richie Grant, he was out there, um, you know, like like what happens to a lot of, of rookies. Uh, Kyle Pitts being an exception uh, <laughs> because he's you can't keep him off the first team. You just can't. Um, you know, Grant did have to play a fair bit with the second team. He was doing drills with the second team, um, but he did uh, get first team reps in 11 on 11 and 7 on 7. Um, he got, you know, rotated in. Um, the two starting safeties appeared to be Eric Harris and Deron Harmon for most of practice. Um, TJ Green got some reps too with the first team, so those are the guys that seem to be kind of uh, in the lead there. Um, but yeah, any any observations from you on Grant, Adnan? Yeah, uh, def- the only thing is I didn't see him. I saw him out there with the ones here and there, but he definitely wasn't getting most of the reps with the ones. And, you know, I think that's to be expected as... Uh, as a rookie, I think by week one, he'll be a starter. Uh, or at the very least, throughout, uh, er, he'll be he'll get there throughout the early part of the season. But yeah, Richie Grant looked pretty good. He had a, he had some nice coverage. He had, I think, he, I'm not sure if he had a pass breakup or if it was just really tight coverage. But, you know, Grant, I know the other day he impressed the coaches. He had that uh, punch out. Um, but yeah, he he's he's looking fine. He's looking fine as a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing that I would be concerned about. You know, I I think most rookies that aren't Kyle Pitts because he's just you can't keep him off the first team. That most coaches are going to make rookies earn their spot on the first team. They're not just going to give it to him even if you're a second rounder. You know, I think uh, it it's going to take a little bit of time. But I I think he will by the end of training camp be taking you know mostly first team reps. Um, yeah, guys, uh, Game Theory and Jason Gaines asking about Zacchaeus and Javion Hawkins. We did touch on that earlier in the show. 
Um, so because we're strapped for time, I would just encourage you guys to kind of maybe go back uh, and just listen to the beginning um, just because we're trying to move it along here. Um, but yeah, I think both of them looked really good today. Uh, Hawkins had that touchdown and, and Zacchaeus, I think, was pretty clearly the, the number three wide receiver right now. Um, so yeah, those those guys were impressive. Um, and then final question we'll take is from Michael Waldrop uh, asking, how did McCarron and Franks look? Um, and yeah, I mean, I think AJ McCarron looked fine. Um, you know, it, it about what you'd expect. Franks, I think, had a little bit of a shakier day. And honestly, they, they were not giving Franks opportunities with the first yeah. team or really an 11 on 11. So, um, you know, they, that's a little bit concerning if you're hoping for Franks to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they, they actually had him. Uh, it was actually funny. They had Matt Ryan and McCarron rotating between throwing to uh, Ridley and Gage on those red zone drills that I mentioned earlier. And then yeah. whenever Franks would throw it, it would be to, to like one of the coaches or to, it was someone in like plain clothes every single time. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a little, uh, that's a little interesting. So, the, you know, the, the Franks hype train so far, uh, you know, stuck in the station. Um, but we will continue to report on that if that changes over the, the rest of camp. And it might, you know, it might. He's He's got, you know, McCarron's like a, what, five, six-year NFL vet at this point. So, you know, it's going to take Franks a while to get yeah, up to he, that point, He almost won a playoff game once. He did, he did, back in the day. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, right now McCarron seems pretty heavily favored at uh, backup quarterback, but it is early. So we, we there is some time maybe for someone to make noise there, mainly Felipe Franks. Um, all right, guys. Well, it's it's over 40 minutes now, and I know we, we got a, an article to finish as well. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. But thank you guys so much for your questions. Um, we will be having more shows, obviously, over the rest of the week. Uh, and we'll be... You know, able to maybe answer some stuff on Twitter and things like that too if you guys have really pressing questions. Um, but again, please do like and subscribe. Uh, thanks to all 70 plus of you that have been hanging out with us on short notice. Uh, we try to get these out as quickly as possible, which means sometimes, you know, we don't have a lot of like leeway, like, oh yeah, we're going live in like 20 minutes, you know, so. Um, yeah, and, and this is just for training camp. Our, our shows during the season aren't going to be at 1 p.m. <laughs> yeah. or at 2 p.m. on like weekdays and like weekends. It'll be the post game show and then like the Wednesday shows yeah, at eight yeah, ten. Yeah, yeah. No, our normal recording time for those that aren't usually uh, frequent listeners or, or viewers um, is is Wednesdays at eight ten p.m. Um, but yeah, for for training camp it's a special occasion, uh, so we're we're recording these you know recap shows because um, they're fun and, and we like to you know give you guys the info as quickly yeah. as possible. So and who knows? Maybe if we if we have time, we we could even do one of those play-by-plays with uh, one of the preseason games. Yeah, yeah, I would like to I would like to try to do that again. Um, so you know, I, I think uh, we'll we'll get at least a couple of those play-by-plays in. There's there's technically no fourth preseason game for us to suffer through, so that's nice. Maybe the third preseason game will still be that, but <laughs> we're we're definitely gonna try to do the play-by-plays again and all that stuff. So uh, again. Again, guys, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you. Um, first of all, before we sign off, I would like to thank Adnan Nikic for coming on, joining me at camp today. He is at Say Which Way on Twitter. Adnan, anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, no, just plugging the show uh, completely. We are a one-stop shop. Uh, you know, if you haven't checked out the Falcoholic uh, website, falcoholic.com, I highly encourage you to check it out. And, you know, if you got to this video without ever checking that out, then that's actually kind of impressive. Um, But, yeah, just uh, stick with us throughout training camp coverage, preseason coverage into the season. Uh, We have a lot of guys doing a lot of great work. 
Uh, and yeah, Kevin and I will both uh, be back at training camp again tomorrow morning. So, and Kevin will be there with the media uh, early, uh, early next week through the weekdays. Yes, so, fingers crossed for Monday, folks, for the closed practice. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you if you see us, then uh, you know just uh, give us a shout out, yeah, uh, yeah. say hi. You know, definitely definitely down to uh meet some of you guys who are down there at, at training camp yeah yeah it was nice i did get to meet a couple folks uh i apologize i can't remember everyone's handles or whatever but um we did meet some folks down there it's nice to see you guys nice to, to talk to big low country sports as well uh real nice guy uh so again thank you guys for tuning in i'm kevin knight at falcoholic kevin like adnan said uh if you're looking for this stuff in written format uh it's on the falcoholic.com our recap uh, Adnan and I are, are tag teaming it today so that'll be up at some point soon um, and then we will have of course more stuff coming uh, over the next few days of training camp practices and like Adnan said we'll both be there tomorrow and uh, I'll be there hopefully every day up until Wednesday uh, which is when I'll be flying back to New York but uh, until then guys we will talk to you tomorrow have a great night enjoy all this Falcons training camp coverage because it's been a long off season. It's nice to have actual football to uh, to talk about. So, guys, until tomorrow, uh, for myself and for Adnan, have a great night, folks. We will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.